everybody. Welcome to episode three of the Graceful Chaos podcast. And it's great that you guys are listening. And I hope that you all have had a really great week and have gone gracefully through the chaos of your lives, especially during this time that the world is in right now. I know it's becoming harder and harder to kind of see the light at the end of this tunnel um, with COVID. And if you're listening and you're an American, just the tumultuous times that our country is in right now, it's kind of becoming harder to see an end to all of this. And especially with the holidays coming up, um, It's very easy, I think, to slip into a sort of sadness or depression. Um, My husband and I and our kids have chosen not to spend the holidays with family this year to protect us and our family members um, from the virus. And that was a really tough decision to make. And I know that that has affected us greatly. Um, Along with the playgrounds, being closed or not safe to go to. Um, Our kids are absolute wildlings. They hate being inside. I don't think that they would care if it was negative 20 degrees and there was a tornado and a tsunami and a blizzard all happening at one time. My kids would still want to be outside. I actually just took them outside yesterday to play and it was the windiest day that I have seen in a long time. I thought for sure my kids were going to be blown literally across the street. It was so windy and it was so cold and their little cheeks were red and their little hands were red because of course they refused to wear mittens. And I was just standing there freezing and you would have thought they were at Disney World, the fun that they were having, just digging in the dirt. And It's just, I'm thankful that my kids are kids who would rather almost be in the woods than on playgrounds, Um, but they still do love the playground. And so that has been really difficult, um, not being able to take them to the playgrounds. They have a set of friends that come on certain days and not being able to see their friends um, has been really tricky as well. So... I hope that you're all staying positive and doing what you need to do to be happy and healthy and present and positive through these uncertain times. So one of the ways that my family stays happy and positive is by getting outside. Like I said earlier, my Children are absolute wildlings. They love to be outside. And getting outside, especially first thing in the morning, has really, really helped our days to go much smoother. I have noticed that my children kind of hit the ground running when they wake up in the morning. Um, They are definitely morning people. And unfortunately, I am not. And it's been kind of difficult to reconcile the two 
because my kids wake up first thing in the morning before the sun is even up and they're ready to go. They want to put coats on and hats and scarves and go outside and I haven't even had my first cup of tea yet and don't even know what day it is or what time it is or what my name is. And that's been really tricky. So one of the ways that we've navigated that is by as soon as the sun comes up, we you know, get all of our morning things out of the way first. So we eat, I tidy up the kitchen, we do our morning routine. And then when the sun comes up and it warms up a little bit, we bundle up and we drive a short way um, from our apartment to this little walking trail that goes through the woods. And we go on a walk um, with the dog and my kids. And I was talking to one of my friends the other day because she saw a picture that I had posted of my kids um, climbing a fence and walking on the stone wall that's on the side of the path and she said oh my gosh I would never let my kid do that I would be terrified that they would fall what if they fall and I started kind of thinking about the balance that is required of us as mothers Um, and particularly mothers who are wild schooling or kind of following the Charlotte Mason type homeschooling pattern and I'm not going to generalize but you know I, I think that most of the mothers who kind of follow this pattern and fathers too have to find that balance between hovering and protecting and guiding with letting them self-express and self-explore. And that's a very difficult tightrope to walk because of course I don't want my child to fall. Of course I don't want them to get hurt. But... Our children need to learn how to navigate that. They need to learn how to navigate fear. If you never let your child explore anything to the point that they're afraid, you know, if you never let your child experience fear, then when they're out in the real world and they're adults, they're not really going to understand how to navigate that feeling. And I think that that can be very dangerous and very detrimental. Um, I mentioned before in some of my previous episodes that I have an anxiety disorder. And, you know, a lot of that is genetic. But I think a lot of it comes from the fact that maybe I never really understood how to navigate fear when I was growing up. And fear is good right? Fear is an emotion that God gave us to act as a warning and to help keep us safe. But we need to understand how to navigate that, how to overcome it, how to work through it. And the wonderful feeling you get on the other side of courage and bravery and and being triumphant over whatever you were afraid of. And the example that I used when talking to my friend was climbing trees because my kids, even though they're only almost four and my son will be three in March, um, these kids climb trees like squirrels. 
<laughs> a lot of that is due to my husband. My husband loves to climb trees, but it's tough to let them. I mean, some of these trees are pretty big and it's a hard line to find whether I'm going to say, no, you can't climb that. That's too high. I don't want you to fall. You'll get hurt. And then on the flip side of that, well, why don't you try and climb it and see how far you get before you feel uncomfortable and want to come down? And that's very difficult for me as someone who has anxiety, especially, um, because my husband calls it, I have a gasp reflex instead of a gag reflex. And literally any time I think my children are going to fall or get hurt or collide with something, I go <gasps> and move towards them real quick or kind of move upwards and it drives my husband absolutely insane because 99 times out of 100, my kids are not going to get hurt. They're not going to collide with anything. And I just overreact. And I am a type of person who naturally wants to hover and keep them safe. But my children are the type of children who want to push those boundaries, who want to explore Um, especially my daughter, that child has no fear. And that is a very great thing, but it also scares me because she doesn't have that last little gut check before she does something. And my son does. You can tell before he jumps, he calculates everything. And you can kind of see it on his face. And he has that last little gut check before he jumps And my husband says that that is going to be what gets him hurt because he's going to do that last little pullback right before he jumps and end up hurting himself. But it's difficult um, to let go and to, to recognize when to let go and when to let them explore and when to not do that. So if my son or daughter is climbing a tree, right, I need to let them climb that tree and within a reasonable amount so I stand right next to the tree my husband's right there you know minimize I'm not gonna let you fall out of the tree and break your leg and break your neck or something like that obviously mitigate the amount of risk that is involved and make sure that you're being as safe as possible but you can't wrap them in bubble wrap and you can't wrap the world in bubble wrap, unfortunately. I wish you could. I wish there was a product that you could buy <laughs> to wrap the world in bubble wrap, especially today, but there's not. And back to the tree analogy, you know, I remember my daughter climbing this tree and she was not watching where she was putting her feet. She was going way too fast and she had a misstep and she slipped and she fell and she wasn't that high up and she just honestly I think it scared her more than it hurt her she skinned her knee but then the next time she went to climb the tree she knew that she needed to go slower and she knew that she needed to watch where she put her feet and she knew okay I can't step on this branch because it's slippery I need to step on this branch and so you learn through mistakes. You learn through failure. You learn through getting hurt, right? And 
your children need to have a space where they can explore and they can explore their own self-expression and they can explore their own boundaries within themselves and their emotional boundaries as well, right? So I always tell my daughter, who's a little bit older and she climbs a little bit higher, I always tell her to climb until you feel afraid and you don't want to climb anymore or it feels uncomfortable and then you climb down. And she's starting to push that a little bit, which I think is a good thing. You know, she's recognizing, okay, I'm pretty high up. I'm a little scared. Maybe I need to climb a little bit more before I call for mom or maybe not. Maybe I just call for mom now or climb down. And she's learning how to navigate that. She's learning how to navigate those emotions of fear or anxiety or stress that she may get. And that's all just from climbing a tree. You know, that's not something that you can buy in the store and hand to your child. Learning how to navigate fear, learning how to navigate obstacles and anxiety, you have to live it. You know, I put a lot of hashtags on my pictures on Instagram, you know, learning through play or learning through life. And that's what it is. Nobody can teach you how to navigate emotions. They have to be organic. They have to come from an organic setting and you have to work through them organically. Unfortunately, (laughs) I wish there was a shortcut, trust me, but there's not. And I think it's very, very important to plant that seed early. Start helping your children navigate emotions early And they will be far more successful in life than someone who was always tiptoed around and handed everything that they needed or wanted. And one of the things that I learned from my friend who kind of sparked this whole conversation, um, it's one of the things that she learned through therapy and she taught me was to say an and statement. So I am feeling afraid and I know nothing can hurt me. It's validating how you feel, but also putting that logic to it. And so I kind of took that and twisted it to work for me and my kids. And we've kind of come up with our own little saying, and that is, it's okay to be scared And it's also okay to be brave. And that validates that feeling of fear. And that's a healthy feeling to feel. I tell my kids every day, you're allowed to be angry. You're allowed to be sad. You're allowed to be happy. You're allowed to be scared. Those are all emotions and feelings that God gave us. God would not have given us the capability to feel anger or fear or sadness if he didn't want us to or if they were bad and they aren't bad emotions are not bad how we navigate those emotions and what we choose to do with those emotions can either be positive or negative and so that's one of the things we're working on um, especially with anger is 
recognizing, okay, I am angry right now and it is okay to be angry. I'm allowed to be angry, but I am not allowed to throw my toys while I'm angry or, and I am not allowed to throw my toys. So I am feeling angry right now and I am not allowed to throw my toys when I'm angry. And so we've really been working with the and statement, especially when it comes to fear. I'm a, it's okay to be scared and it's also okay to be brave. And that statement has really turned around the way that I see things from my perspective as their mother. It's okay for me to feel afraid that they're going to fall. It's natural for me to feel afraid that they're going to fall. It's a good thing because I don't want them to fall and I can protect them from falling. So it's all right for me to feel that way. And it's also okay for me to let them explore. It's also okay for me to let them get in situations where they may get hurt a little bit, as horrible as that sounds, you know, a skinned knee never killed anybody. But the lesson that you learned from that skinned knee, okay, maybe I don't turn my bike as sharp around that corner. Maybe I don't climb the tree as fast. You know, those small types of injury are learning opportunities. And I am not you know, saying, go let your child climb a 40-foot tree all the way to the top and try and jump to the next tree. Obviously, that's where the balance part comes in. And that is something that I am still learning how to navigate as a mother, especially with my daughter who has no fear. Um, And it also comes into play when trying to balance okay, letting my child self-express, but also where are the boundaries, right? So on this walking path that we go to almost every day, there's yellow lines, like street lines on the path um, because bikes ride on the path, people jog on the path, people you know, are pushing strollers, riding scooters, whatever the case may be, and they're going in both directions. So, and there are some curves, where you can't necessarily see what's coming on the other side. And it's very important to stay on our side of the line because if my children are on the other side of the line and let's just say a cyclist is coming racing down the hill around this curve and can't see my kid, that could be extremely dangerous for not only my child, but for the cyclist and anybody else around. So, you know, there's boundaries there okay, honey, no, you can't go climb on the rock that's on the other side of this path right now because that's not on our side and we need to share the street or we need to share the path. And that's tricky too because if your children are used to being able to self-express, which is not a bad thing, but if they're used to being able to do all of these things without having boundaries, then when you set a boundary, they do not respond to it very well. And I have been working on setting more and more boundaries um, that I think are appropriate for the level um, that my children are at right now. You know, okay, when we go out in a restaurant, no, you can't get up and run around right now. You need to sit in your seat because other people are trying to eat, you know, or you can color on paper, you can color on the dry erase board, you can color on the chalkboard, 
with the appropriate tools, no, you may not color on the wall. No, you may not color on yourself. Those are the boundaries, right? And navigating boundaries and balance can be really, really tricky. I don't want to constrain my children. I don't want them to, you know, feel stifled or oppressed or anything like that, obviously. But at the same time, I want them to be enjoyable human beings to be around. And that comes from learning and respecting boundaries. When they go out in the real world, there are boundaries, you know, there are rules to driving, you have to stay on your side of the road. Um, There are rules, social rules when you go grocery shopping, social rules when you go to a movie theater, um, and so on and so forth. So balancing that is something that I'm also trying to work on. So this week, I would challenge you to look at something that your child wants to do that maybe you're afraid of letting them explore. And I would challenge you to let them explore it and within reason. But I would challenge you to let go of that fear a little bit and see what happens and watch your child navigate that situation and observe what they learn from that situation. Um, That is one of the challenges that I'm going to be doing this week. And I hope that it goes well. (sighs) So it's Monday. I've got Tuesday with my husband. And then he works Wednesday through Saturday night. Wednesday night through Saturday night. And those are the days that are harder for me. And those are the days that I really want to hover and restrict and constrain and control. And so I am challenging myself this week to let go a little bit and watch as my children navigate certain situations So I hope that you enjoyed listening to my ramblings about balance and boundaries and navigating fear. I think, honestly, we can all learn from navigating fear, especially with what's going on right now. And I hope that you are finding whatever ways you need to to stay happy and healthy and present and positive with your family. And know that my family is praying for your family And we're all in this together and there is someone pulling for you. So I hope you have a blessed week and I hope that you navigate the chaos of your life as gracefully as you can, recognizing that you are not in control, God is in control, and you alone are not enough, but God is enough, right? I think that's something very important that we need to recognize. No, I cannot be everything for my children. No, I cannot be everything for my husband at any given point in time. But God can be enough. And that is an endless resource that you can tap into. That is an endless pool of patience 
grace, kindness, wisdom that you can tap into. All you got to do is ask. So have a blessed week and I will see you all next week.